Welcome to Over the Wall, Racing to Recovery, a 3103 Media Group production. Serving you by showing you how to succeed at speed in a fast-paced world. Again, welcome and thank you for listening. My name is Charles West, your gracious and grateful host, producer, and head honcho for this program. And I'm an alcoholic. The last day I drank alcohol was November 9th, 2017. And for an alcoholic like me, that is truly a miracle. It's a miracle because I was powerless. I'm completely powerless over the obsession to drink alcohol, and I'm completely powerless over the effect it has once it's in my body. This show wouldn't be possible without my sobriety. By the way, the intro music is actually me playing the guitar. When I quit drinking, I put almost all of that time into teaching myself to play, something I'd always dreamed about. Well, I did it, and it's changed my life. I can walk into a guitar store and actually play stuff. I can sit around a campfire with my friends and actually play stuff. Talk about cool as hell. I had no idea. Give me a guitar and I'm instantly good for the rest of the day. Anyway, I hope you enjoy it. I'll be playing more as the show goes on. Without further delay, let's get to today's program. Thanks for listen, listening to Over the Wall, Racing to Recovery. Enjoy the show. And welcome back to the uh, program, Over the Wall, Racing to Recovery. I'm your host, Charles West, and uh want to welcome, warm welcome back for uh, Johnny Dean. Today is his third Hello. segment on the show. Welcome, Johnny. Hello. Um, man, I tell you what, things have taken off since uh, yeah. the, the first show. I mean, we're, you know, we're not barnstorming or anything, but there's some, actually some people listening to us yeah. and giving us some feedback. And Yes, I like that. I think we've actually helped a couple of people. This is good. It's also, uh, it's also frightening. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know it's helped me at least. Yeah, that's true. I had to be reminded of that today, and that was pretty cool. I'm at least helping myself doing this. Right. I always forget to add myself to that equation sometimes, but it's good to um, to to know that people are paying attention enough. You know, like it's helping you too. Right. Don't forget. Well, you know. Um, you shared some pretty personal stuff on the last mm-hmm. show. Have you yeah. have you got any feedback from from friends that had heard that for the first time? Not or? yet, not yet, not yet. Because that was only you know a couple of days ago, right? But yeah, it's all fresh, right? Yeah. So, um. All right. Well, you know where we kind of left off was, uh, you know, you were living in Texas. Mm-hmm. You'd moved down here with dad. Yeah. And you were getting ready to move back to Nebraska, but I guess you're about six months away from that. Yes. Six weeks, six months, six months, six months away. Yeah, from around that, there. So. Still had some more, um, experimentation to do, see if I can make it here on my own, but, uh, it didn't work out. And then luckily it didn't work out down here. Um, because man, things were, if I'd have stayed, I probably would have died. Um, how so? I was, I had been just introduced to methamphetamines for the first time and, um, crystal. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I liked it, you know? Um, and of course with that comes even more, um, it's just so unhealthy, you know, when you don't sleep, you're not building your immune system up. You're, you're depleting. That's why they get all those, you know, you can just look at a method and tell their method because they got scabs on their eyelashes or whatever, you know, it's just, 
Uh, you know, we should people. we shouldn't be laughing about no, it. No, no, no. You know, I thing, know. I understand because well, I was one of those people. Well, and I think that's part of what people don't really understand about us, Johnny, is that we know what you know what addiction is like. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we you know we we know what that's like because we we're the same people, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it is always weird um, for us to seem like we're laughing about a situation. No, it, it, it does. It does seem well. That's how I deal with things. I, I try to make, um, and it might seem rude, and I'm sorry. Um, but I, I like to laugh at myself, and and um, not not take m- myself too seriously. But then again, I I, I try to um, not go too far as yeah. to offend somebody. But if if I have, that's not my intention. Yeah, but you know what though, on, on my experience, mm-hmm. you know, and I, tell me if yours is matching on this but you know i don't think most meth heads are going to get upset at this right most meth no. heads, most meth heads are going to identify well, with what you and i have to say in our message and, and the, the thing and the people who aren't meth heads why would they get offended because well, they're not the, meth heads the method that i would offend would not be listening to a recovery podcast so. <laughs> <laughs> i think we that's met. what i think is uh the truth there right. but but eventually a method that wants to find recovery will listen to this and hopefully they will understand right. why I think it's, there is some comedy in there right. and, and because that's, I can relate. So I feel like I, I've right. earned my stripes to, to laugh at myself in the, in those situations, but it is not a funny, um, lifestyle. Um, you're, like I said in one of the podcasts, um, your your um, your mind can't go, or your body can't go where your mind doesn't tell it to. But your soul is always on the line, right? You know, like it's who are you hanging out with? You know, is really people. We we like to think we're not, you know. That, an addict becomes an addict by conforming to a, a, a lifestyle that they think at the same time they're escaping a conforming lifestyle. You know, like the church or mom and dad or, or responsible. You know, like the, the right, right, right. They're 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 trying to escape from what's, yeah. what 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 society deems as normalcy. Correct. Yes, there it is. Society. But but, but for an for an addict, normalcy is not normalcy. Correct. Yeah. You know, you, but you, you have repetition to... it validates what is normal. So Right. And then you eventually conform to that. And normal is just a it's the average of what you're exposing yourself to. Right. It's not anything can be normal. Right. As long as you're doing it over and over again, you know, not to, not to, not to delve into, you know, somebody else's story of addiction and alcoholism, but Buzz Aldrin, right. Landed on the moon, you know, from what I understand after he left the military, he just went off the rails. I had no idea. Yeah. He went off the rails because his life had been structured for so long. You oh get, man, he wanted to and, run away from it all. You, yeah, well, you get up and eat at this time, right? And, and then all of a sudden, overnight, he's a celebrity. 
Oh, man, for he's, real. He's a celebrity, and he gets thrown to the wolves, basically, and his <sighs> life is no longer structured by the military yeah. and NASA. Uh-huh. And I, from what I understand, he just got off into, into – I don't know if he was into drugs, but I, I know he drank quite a bit. I had Buzz Aldrin. The, the weight of becoming an overnight celebrity is probably right. pretty tough on the psyche. Right. Well, exactly. I mean, yeah. you're, you're, the, you're one of the first two guys that land on the moon, right? That's – Right. Historical. <laughs> I think if I saw, I think if I saw the Earth from the Moon, I would start drinking again. Just <laughs> that's got to be a sight you cannot take in. Mm. You know, it's got to be hard to to, to see. Uh, man, that would be scary. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'll make a deal with you. If I ever run into you on the Moon, <laughs> I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> Whoa, we got to set up shop first. Yeah. We got to get the materials up there. I it's going to take where, a long time. I saw where I think Google's going to be putting Wi Fi up there. Yeah. No joke. Like, they're, oh, they're, wow. Why would we install Wi Fi on the moon? There's nobody on the moon. Mm. Yeah. What are they planning? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. So, so anyway, you, uh, you're living with dad. You okay, know, yeah. You're yeah. living with dad. Well, I mean, I, I'd moved down here, but I was living with. Um, what year was this? Do you remember? This must have been in between 99 and 2000. Okay. So we're yeah. talking 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. 20 years yeah. ago. Or yesterday. No. We, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, time is broken. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So I'm, fast forward a little bit. I'm, I'm getting freaked out about how accessible all this is to me and, is it ever going to end? So like the, the, I'm starting to notice the insanity, you know? Um, and then I want, I, it, it came upon, uh, luckily, uh, my, I was able to leave. I was able to leave Texas and I was like, Oh, thank God. I can get away from all that evil friggin' meth. And, um, nope. <laughs> It was running rampant up in Nebraska um, when I moved back. So, um, still struggled with it for some years. Of course, still drinking, smoking the devil's lettuce, all that good stuff. <laughs> um, and, okay, so then 2002, uh, my mom passes uh, August 6th, 12.07 a.m., were you there? Yeah, I was there. Yeah. I had, the week before uh, she died, um, I had gone through a pretty soul-wrenching breakup. Um, and it was just a week before your mom just died? Just a week, yeah. Maybe, what, maybe was, the, in the same week. Maybe it was within five days. Um, no, was your mother's death unexpected? or No, I knew, it, I, well, okay, so I knew it was going to happen, right. but... So she went to the hospital, um, and about her second or third day in, I was doing the dishes with, and, uh, my brother was in the living room and this is over at the, uh, the guy across the street from us. Um, that's right. You were living across the street. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I said, Hey Jason, let's go visit mom. And. Of course, he said yes. I don't remember the exact response, but of course he said yes. Um, but then my stepdad uh, woke us up 
early that next morning, probably like five thirty six ish, and was like, "Hey, we need to go to the hospital. Uh, your mom's not looking too good." So, of course, you know, I'm like, "What?" So we get there, um, and before we see her, the uh, doctor was like. Yeah, so your mother, she uh, pooped out around 4.30 this morning. That's verbatim. I mean, that's, that's what that's, he said. That's how they let you know your mom had died. Yeah, yeah. That's, and they brought her back, you know. Oh, okay. I yeah. see what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, Still but she, she was no longer my mother. It was right. a body connected to a bunch of machines. Um, but yeah, he used that phrase, pooped out. And um, that must have been my first experience maybe hopefully with like divine intervention because I, I wanted to kill that doctor for saying that like right. you uh <laughs> you desensitized person you you should uh go on vacation for about 20 years and then come back and do your job correctly you know right. what i mean like I understand that being a doctor is probably extremely hard and you do see things over and over again. Right. But I think once you, you start, you know, comfortably saying phrases like that, it's time to go on vacation or, or something, man, you know, please. Um, but yeah, so we're there. Um, my stepdad contacted, um, my mother's sister, my aunt, um, and, and her family. And we waited until they got there from, I believe it was Tennessee, somewhere on the East coast. So it took them about, you know, from the time that they told them and then for them to arrive at the hospital, it took about 12 hours for them to show up. So my brother, my sister and I, my stepdad, you know, we were just, you know, hanging around and, um, I really don't remember too much about what we were doing while we were hanging around. I know that we had eventually like all held hands and said prayers around her and whatnot. That was one of the memories I remember. But I remember the first I remember the first time I actually saw my mom like laying down on the bed. I I uh I like looked around for a nurse. I was like, This isn't is it this is Donna's room. This is right. her room. What, what was it? What it didn't she, look like her. What did she die of? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, yeah, she had hepatitis C, but okay. um, she was doing, like, some um, experimental stuff that they had to, like, test her all the time. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, so... The, the reason the, I, reason I asked that, I, you know, my when my dad passed in 2011, he was he was old, but he, he also, he, um, he had prostate cancer, and it kind of spread to his liver and mm-hmm. had brain tumor at the yeah. very end. But... I saw him once a month for like the last four months of his life. And mm-hmm. I didn't recognize him each yeah, time. Yeah. Each time. I mean, right. it was like, it was a different person. Yeah. I, mean, I walked, right, up. walked right past him in a wheelchair one time because mm-hmm. I didn't recognize him. Man. And, I, and I'd just seen him a month before. Oh my gosh. So I, I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. And so when you walk into that room. Right. Yeah. And your mom's laying in the bed. Mm-hmm. But she's a stranger to you. Oh yeah. hundred percent. How'd that like, make I, you I, I literally thought I was in the wrong room. I was like, this is uh, Donna Bull's room. I'm like, yes, sir. And I looked again and I was like, oh, wow. And I saw like, you know, the, the, the stripes in her hair that she had and whatnot. Like the ones that you can't, 
Cause so she had passed away for like eight minutes, but they brought her back. But still the, the, the process of, of, of the body shutting down. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. She, she became bloated and whatnot. And, um, all of that, like they had, they had to keep a nurse there to wipe away. Um, she was hemorrhaging from every orifice of her body. So she had to like have cotton in her ears and in her nose and, you know, they had to wipe it away from her mouth. And, but, um, did you, did, did you and your brother help with that? No, no. Um, you guys are what? You're 20, 20 ish. I, yeah, I was 19. Okay. I was 19. Yeah. Or no, wait, no, my bad. I was 23. Gotcha. I was 23 when she passed. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so, it's hard for a 23 year old to go through though, man, I'm telling you. Um, and then I had called, um, the girl that I would, I had dated, you know, off and on for like a year. And I said, Hey, um, cause they were pretty cool. My mom liked her. And, um, I told her, you know, if you want to come up here and, but, uh, she didn't believe me. She thought I was trying to like get her back or whatever. Um, and that, and to be you know to be quite honest i'm 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 the the heartbreak of that of course i'm over it now but i'm suffering from heartbreak during this entire time yeah. so i'm already i'm numb um so about 10 o'clock my aunt and uncle and my cousins show up and um they're there for a couple hours and they know, came from tennessee right yeah or or I somewhere else on the yeah, coast yeah yeah so i i let, I let you know, my aunt Sharon, um, just hang out with her and, you know, so then, um, my stepdad, when it's, you know, it's obvious my mom is not going to make it. Um, my stepdad was like, Hey, JD, that's what my family calls me. JD, um, I, I can't, I can't do this. I'm like, do what? It's like, I can't tell the doctor to turn the machines off. I'm giving you a uh, power, power of attorney to do that. I was like, Oh, okay. So, so not only are you thrust into this, but now you're the one making the decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and you're probably under the influence of something because of no, your, Oh, really? So I'm a hundred percent sober. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, probably that's a miracle. Yeah, yeah, probably was because I, I would have felt there. Oh man, if I had actually gotten drunk, I, I it'd be a completely different relationship with my family right now, my brother and sister at least. Um, but I'm I'm glad I I I was able to not do that. That that's something I've never even thought of before. Um. But I didn't. I, I well, did you not. never thought about the fact you didn't drink. Through? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought of that. That that is a miracle. Um, I mean, were you? Would that be normal for you at that point in time? Was just getting getting sloshed or, or getting high or? Um, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think I understood what had precedent. You know, at the time. Uh, now I will tell you, uh, I did eventually. You know. Um, 
But yeah, I, I so figured that or we yeah, wouldn't be sitting right, here. Right, 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 correct, correct. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. But I, um, so I, I told the nurse or doctor or whatever. I was like, yeah, that's. Um, let's go ahead and shut the machine off, and then, then you know, once the machine shut off, she was. It was less than two minutes that her body finally you know, flatlined. Twelve oh seven a.m. August six two thousand two. That was the the moment she passed, and I'll tell you, on the way home from the hospital, I literally felt okay, like that she was in a better place. I felt like she had prayed, she knew what was going to happen, and that she she did what she had to do uh, for the condition of her soul. Um, and then within that week, maybe even that night, I had a dream, and um, I just had. It was like a moving picture. It was weird. Uh, like a moving, not a movie, not a video, but a moving picture of her face, sh- like shining majestically. Like, it, like her, like one of those like her inside was illuminating the light. It wasn't coming. There was light from the outside, but like, it was like her, her form also had light shining outward. And so I, I feel like she made it, you know, past the Golden Gates. So I feel pretty good about that. Um, Have you ever felt her presence since? I try not to. I try to just believe that whatever it is that would be familiar of her mm-hmm. would would just... Like that part of the spirit, I have no business with. You right. know, that part of the spirit world... I never want to acknowledge any of that business. Uh, like I know the spirit world exists. Ghosts probably are there and everything, but I don't acknowledge it. Even if, <laughs> even like if it is burying your, your head in the sand or you're like, eh, you know what? If it shows it, I'll look, I'll look into it. Yeah. I, I, I don't find, um, it necessary right. for me to, um, research those things um well i take it you haven't had a personal experience with or tangled yourself with a ghost or an apparition of any sort no i did have some nightmares though afterwards that i felt like were attacks like i i can still see it in my head like my mom waking up from the bed really um yeah well like and all the but it was like more horror movie gore like it's all your fault. Why'd you do it? You know, like crazy. Yeah. I had one dream like that. And, um, how'd you not jump off a bridge, man? That's got to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. It, I, I, I just had this ability to categorize like what's going on. Yeah. Like, of course I'm thinking that, you know, cause I'll, I'll hear stories from other people and I can, I can break it down and not take it personal. And like, I'm, I'm experiencing a, a level of guilt that's normal right. for someone in my situation. So I'm able, even though things happen, I'm able to assess why. Right. Almost immediately. It, it's weird. Um, I guess it's a gift. That, that definitely is a gift. I mean, there's, you know, there's people, Johnny, that, that search their whole lives and don't find the meaning to questions that they that they want to know. So I mean, mm-hmm. for you to be able to ascertain that stuff, it's definitely a gift. 
I yeah. You know, um, we talked the other day about um, you know I for me I don't see God's fab- fibers until the fabric's already woven. Right. You know. It's, yeah. And then when I look back on it, I'm like, well, of course I can see where this thread came from. I can yeah. See where that thread came. I can see yeah. why this happened back there. Right. But you know, it sounds like some of that comes to you pretty quickly. You know what? Why things happen, or you know, yeah, you're pretty I'm, connected in the spiritual realm in that way. I think so, and but after she had died, though, like I didn't really have a relationship with God. Period. Right. Like it wasn't there. Um, by choice or by by absolute by choice by by um, deliberate omission. Yeah, deliberate and enthusiastic. <laughs> yeah, um, I have. I wanted nothing to do with it. But um, but I did start to feel the veil, uh, uh, the the vapor, if you will, of life. I felt like at any moment I could just be wiped out, died. So, did you try for that, or did you did you just live recklessly? No, just to see, or you just didn't care. Mm- I was not actively thinking of, of my health. Right. You know, we're just kind of living day to day. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. And I'll, you know, I'll deal with whatever tomorrow. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, this is, I mean, your mom, so your mom dies. Mm hmm. Yeah. And then the day that we buried her. Oh my God, dude, seriously. That was probably the most beautiful day of my entire life. How so? Weather wise. Really? And and, and all, and all of that. Like it, it was the most perfect weather I've ever experienced in Nebraska. And it's about to be, I mean, this happened in August, right. so it's you a, know, the, so, the heat of the summer. Yeah. And it, it, it was heavenly. There's no other way to describe yeah. it. It butterflies, Bambi's hanging out, you know, it's, it was beautiful. Um, you know, I went through, I went through something very similar, but it was the day that my father died. Really? Because he, he died at five, a little after five in the morning. Anyway, and then my, my sister and I ended up, we, we went and had breakfast at this mm. burrito place, but then went home and I spent the rest of the day literally drinking mm-hmm. and writing his obituary. But the weather was sensational. It was yeah. the first week of March in West Texas. Hmm. And it's at, at that week when all the live oaks drop their leaves and everything. Oh, so wow. it just it was the, the weather was stunning. And for West Texas where the you know, I grew up out there and the weather's normally hell on earth. Right. Either right. Either, either either the sun hurts or the <laughs> or the snow hurts or yeah. the stuff in the wind hurts. Wow. And then you're picking all of it out of your nose and ears yeah. and lips and it, but th- that day was really pretty. So it, so the day that, for I'm, you, it was the day that y'all buried your mother. Mm-hmm. And it yep. was just, you remember how beautiful the weather was. Oh, absolutely. Was. It was straight up perfect. It was like San Diego. And this is in Nebraska. Yeah, and you know, San Diego, that's yeah. gorgeous. Too. Yeah, yeah. So do you think she had something to do with that? I I really do. I really, really do. Um, may, maybe she may have told, you know, Christ, like, hey. They need this, you know. She, she, she was a God-fearing woman. Like yeah. she, she totally was. I just don't think she lived as a lot of, uh, you know, what what Christians say you're supposed to do and say and stuff like that. But I, I, I believe in my heart that that 
yes, living as a Christian, you know, is necessary. But I think at the very, the, the very end of the day, all you need to do is believe in, right. in Christ Jesus that he died for you. That's yeah. it. Well, obviously, I mean, that's one of the misconceptions of Christianity, right? I mean, there's no better or worse Christians. Right, correct. Yeah, right? we're all sinners, we're period. We're all sinners, yeah, period. Straight up. Right? To, yeah. for, any, for any of us to act like we're better or worse, yeah. you know, than any other sinner is absurd. So, you know, if your mother was a God-fearing woman, mm-hmm. how is she any different from you, you and I? Correct, yeah. You know? No, she. I, 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 I'm comfortable with saying that my mother was probably an addict and an alcoholic. Huh. Actually, I did find that out later. You know, my dad told me. You know, when I, uh, when I eventually moved back down to uh, Nebraska. But mm-hmm. I do want to say though, um, that um, for about a month and a half afterwards, I felt very. I felt like I was spliced into a movie that I did not belong in. Like the film that I was like, let's say I was eight millimeter on a four in a 4k film. I just, I don't belong here. I there, this feels wrong. Um, I should be deleted and let's just forget about me. You know what I mean? But I think I, I think I do. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but it's like, you just, you felt completely out of place. Yeah. Nothing around me made sense. Right. But, but, but really the only thing that changed was that your mom was gone. I mean, I, right. you were still living yeah. across the street. It sounds like. Well, and, that, that happened. The next thing that happened was I got kicked out of there. Oh man. So where'd you go there? I was homeless. Man. Yeah. So, you're, so your girlfriend breaks up with you. Mm-hmm. And then my mom dies. Your mom dies. And then I and get kicked homeless. out. Yeah. And that's all within, what, a few Less weeks? Less than a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and again, we didn't jump off a bridge. No, no. There before Su- the grace of God. Suicide is always, I've, I'm sure I've entertained the thought, but yeah. I, I've never really considered it an option. Yeah. I think um, if anybody, it, it, we've had these other discussions about yeah. other stuff. Anybody says they've never thought about it, it's a liar. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Oh, for sure. I, yeah. And, and you know, you, you w- wanting to die is a want for suicide. Right. 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 Yeah. And it, we, we don't. We, I, I'm, I'm not endorsing death or suicide or anything like that. But you know, you and I had Johnny. We, you know, off the air, we had a conversation recently about you know time that we both spent in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. You know, separately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that that Golden Gate Bridge is a yeah. It's a mecca for suicide attempts. Yeah. There's a movie out there called The Bridge. Yeah. Where they chronicled those for a year, and it's a fascinating watch. I know you haven't seen it yet, and I recommended it to you. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. But you know, for anybody that's driven across or walked across the Golden Gate Bridge, mm-hmm. you can't do that without thinking about what it's like to jump off of that thing. You know, just just to ponder the idea, knowing knowing that to do so would would kill you. Right. More than likely. More than likely. That's the goal, yeah. Right. More than likely. And, and and again, for anybody that hasn't seen that movie, The Bridge, I recommend it because it goes into just the depth and the depravity, you know, of the human condition. Yeah. So, you know, but like you say, I, I, I'm like you too. I, you know, man, I had my first friend kill himself when we were 15 years old. Mm. Stuck a three fifty seven in his mouth and blew his head all over the wall. Mm. You know, and he lived... Down the street, and it was over a girl. Oh man! Some, some fifteen-year-old girl, fourteen-year-old girl broke his heart, and he decided to blow his head off. <sighs> you know, he never made it past fifteen. 
Dang. And here we are. I'm 46 years old. You know, 31 years. That was 31 years ago. So, you know, I knew. I knew from an early age that what that would do to people. You know, and I, I've never, I've, I've, I've always seen suicide as a rejection of the life that God gave me. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and it's almost, it, it, it's, it's, it's the ultimate self-will. Right. You know. Right, you're I'm just rejecting. doing this my way, yeah. But I never, I never, never really did anything that would, I would, I would say that I've tried to commit it. Right. But my lifestyle definitely was, uh. You know that was a very easy, easy outcome to happen. Right. But um. Well, you get you get so mired in the depths mm-hmm. of addiction, and you get mired in the just the wallowing of your soul. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it gets weighed down. Right. That you're, you know, it's not that you, you know, you sit and ponder it, but it's you're like, is that all that's left? Correct. Yeah. Is it my only option? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's just despair. You yeah. Know? Totally. I, I I'm. I'm just grateful beyond words of any written language um, that I'm still here. Yeah, it, it, it's. Hey, we're we're about thirty minutes into the program. You want to take a break, and then we'll come back and sure. finish up the hour. Yeah. And we'll we'll go to commercial here. Our, yeah, I, we don't have sponsors yet, but when come we on, have sponsors, uh, yeah, uh, Topo Chico, Topo Chico, Topo yeah. Chico, yeah. and uh, Dr Pepper. Yeah, um, and I believe Runza is still on the on the list. Yeah. On the list. Yeah, definitely. Please. <laughs> so yeah, we'll uh, we're gonna take a break. Um, thanks for listening to Over the Wall. Uh, this is Charles West and Johnny D is our guest uh, for the third show today, and uh, um, he's he's uh, given us a detailed uh, discussion of uh, his life and recovery and addiction and, and just the, the the miracle that he's gone through and getting to today. So uh, when we come back, we're gonna listen to more of Johnny's story and finish yeah. up this program. Uh, thanks for joining us. Be right back. All right, welcome back to the uh, second half of the program, uh, mm. where we left off with uh, Johnny D. He's uh, been wandering around Nebraska. Yeah. Mother passed away. Well, mm-hmm. let's back up a little bit. Girlfriend broke up with you. Yeah. Mom passed away. Yep. And you're homeless. Right, know, yeah. Within a week's time. Right, yep. And take us from there. Okay, so... I was couch surfing, uh, you know, with friends and whatnot and, you know, still, still using a lot. And, um, one night I found myself uh, with my other friend, uh, Johnny, love that dude. Um, he and I were in the old market again. Uh, I had gotten, you know, pretty, pretty wasted. Um, but enough to be walking around and not getting a PI or anything, but having a good time. And then um, I noticed a lady. This is where things start to get better, everybody. Um, in a way, in a way. But um, I, I noticed a lady, Diane Brown. Um, I really hope she's still around. She's probably still praying for me. I know she is. You ever tried to look her up? No. Um, she She was an older lady. She's probably not. Um, you know, this is early 2000s, so... 20 years ago. Yeah, she, she, um, she, I don't even want to age her, but right. she was an older lady. 
Well, um, I tell you what, I mean, it's uh, it's something I can actually help you out on. We can, okay. We can do that offline. But, okay. Um, I can okay. I can help you look. If there's anybody you want to look up from your past, I can. I'm, oh that's man, a, that's a talent that I've got. Oh, cool. So, All right. All right. Um, yeah. Let let's let's look at let's talk about that afterwards. But anyway, Diane yeah. Brown. Yeah. Uh, she led me to the Lord. Um, I accepted Christ in my heart, drunk. Um, and I told her if that was okay. She was like, she, it says, come as you are, baby. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess you're right. <laughs> um, so I did that. And then I started going to church. I went to church that very next, um, that must've been a Friday or a Saturday. Cause I know I didn't go to church hungover. Um, and no, it must've been a Friday because I would not have gone, uh, if it was a Saturday. So I went there and, um, it was really cool. Um, it, it was a, I don't know why this matters, but it's part of the story. Um, it was a, a predominantly black church, and it was great. Um, but the pastor was there, and he was doing his sermon and whatnot. He's like, oh, someone's wall just came down. And and then um, I started crying. I was like on my way to, 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 to cryville anyway because i was just in that in that in that state but as soon as he said that it literally happened and uh i i i was i was just broken it all cut up to me you know and um and that was a good experience and then um i don't think it was the same day it must have been the next week but um he was like, who wants to get activated? I was like, activated? That's not a churchy, <laughs> churchy word. That's an odd term. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah, I want to get activated. Uh, yeah. Let's let's do that. I worked for Microsoft for 12 years. That means something totally different to me, too. Yeah, that right. It involves a hexadecimal code and some other, <laughs> some other bullshit. Um, but he said that, and... Um, and what he meant was, who, do you want to accept the the presence of the Holy Ghost in your body? And I'm like, yeah, let's 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 do that. So, and I do. <laughs> I, like, yeah, why not? Or yeah. I, mean, I mean, no, really, because I was like at the end of like trying to figure everything out. Right. All I wanted was the truth. I was like, I need yeah. to know the truth. Right. And it just, I just was led that way. And I was desperate for it. I didn't care where or who. If you said you had the truth, I was going to listen to you right. until. I felt like it, this doesn't feel like what I needed, but I only did the search one time and I found Christ. So yeah. that was, uh, my truth. Um, and I hate saying that phrase, my truth. Uh, but I don't want, that's a subject for another. Well, but you know, it, at the same time, I mean, that's, that's all, you know, is your Correct. truth, right? Correct. Yeah. You know, and I know we kind of talked about that yeah. offline, but, yeah. but you know, for you, it was truth. No, it really, it, it really felt like, um, I, I had been given access to, uh, the, the, the power of all, and it, it was amazing. Um, I've heard the term used an inexhaustible source above. There it is. Yeah. The, the, the all knowing, the, the all loving, the all accepting all, yeah. All the, all, all of the powerful, all, all powerful, <laughs> All, yeah. all omnipresent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it felt real all of a sudden and it was great. I literally felt like I was a cup 
and I was being poured, I was being poured into, I, I felt it go all the way down to my feet right. and fill me up to the roots of my hair. It was, it was an awesome experience. Like a um, sensation just filling your body up. It, I'm telling you. Yeah. It's exactly what it felt like. And, um, it was great. Um, so I, I, at that time I eventually found, I believe her name was Kathy. I really hope that's right. Diane had a friend there and Kathy was, uh, willing to help me out to stay at her place. And, um, that, all right. Okay. So we're there now. So, um, (laughs) where, where is there her son? Her son was the one that, um, Offered to go look for the guy that had, uh, Oh, right. Right. That you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Had, yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's where I, that, so eventually that story got filled in and this is, that was like almost 10 years later, right? Maybe eight years later, but anyway, uh, we're there now at the, in the story. So, but this isn't that long after that all happened. I mean, it's... Eight years. Within yeah, eight years, yeah. Within eight years. I mean, I mean, it felt like a long, long time at that right. point, but now now it has been. But, but yeah. it, you know, at the same time, though, you've been... You were in those eight years. You went through a lot of trauma. I guess I did. I guess I did. And um, I had a, a lot of reason to, or what I felt was a reason to uh, escape. Right. Uh, into the bottle, into a joint, into uh, women, or or whatever it was. Um, but that's how that that's how that eight years was was yeah. was dealt with. Was, yeah, was through At, those distractions. Yeah, At distractions exactly, and also too um, video games. <laughs> that, that no, seriously, like you think that sounds like a, a a very extremely minor thing, but no. Like that, that, that took over my life. If I wasn't working and, or drinking, I wanted to be playing video games. I did not care about anything else right. at, the, at the, you know what I mean? Like, um, it's extremely addictive because it takes away like a lot of your attention from the, from the world. Right. Well, it's a virtual reality. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. Um, and you know, it's fun and it's, it's, you know, it might seem harmless, but, um, Eventually, I stopped. I was forced to stop because someone broke into my apartment and took all my stuff. Yeah, well, it's like kind of hard to do it whenever yeah. all your shit's yeah. gone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but um, I uh, I left Kathy's eventually. I can't remember why. Um, I think I started hanging out with my old friends again and relapsed in, in a way. And... Um, I mean, you're just, you're wandering aimlessly. I mean, yeah. I can, I can tell, I mean, you're, yeah. you're sitting here trying to piece together this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Man, I, you know, I just can't imagine that at 23 years old. Right. Yeah. You know, and you're, and you're sitting here trying to find your moral compass. I really was. I really truly was. And I didn't have a program to, um, to guide me and keep me still and motivated you know into uh but i did i ignored a lot of the convictions you know ever since i i accepted uh christ and it didn't take it's still i still always felt convicted but it 
as time went on, it was easier and easier to ignore to where eventually it almost felt non-existent, which, which definitely wasn't true. They don't, the Godhead doesn't operate like that, but I, I believe it, you know, when I'm in that condition, I believe that. So it's, that's part of the way evil works in this world is the enemy uses the world to distract us away from that, from focus on, on yeah, yeah. We get busy with everything else. Mm-hmm. Realistically, when Straight you sit, up. when you sit and think about it, all those things, all those things are distractions. They are, they are, they truly are. This world is a circus, and um, the enemy, uh, he he's the uh, he's good at what he does. Yeah, very he's good, very good, uh, highly intelligent. You know, what my sister told me one time. You know, you know, and and this is she just kind of arrived at the realization of this, but she said that. Um, you know, the reason that, that um, Satan does not want us to be friends with God is because that's why he created us, is to be his friend. Right. And that, that Satan could not be God's friend, and he doesn't want us to be he's friends. He's jealous. With, he's jealous. Yeah. That's the whole basis, is he's jealous of our relationship with God, and he'll try to destroy that. I was just, you know, well, I, I, and I get it. I'm like, man, that makes complete sense. You can't go kicking out the CEO right. and say this is my business now. Like uh, it doesn't work that way. Right. So. Well, and, you know, I in you know in my in my Christianity in my time in the church, I've always heard you know, I am a jealous God. Right. It's written in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. I am a jealous God. Yeah. You never hear talk about I'm a jealous Satan. I'm a right. jealous Lucifer, and that's right. the thing. He is. He's very jealous. Yeah. And that to me makes him sound way more frightening. Absolutely. Yeah. More desperate. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I, uh, I wandered some more, um, and then after my mom passed and I lived with Kathy and then I, I fell off, started hanging out with my old friends and then, um, I, I joined a, uh, a magazine crew Mm -hmm. and, uh, we made our way to California. California didn't work out. Um, this is the thank God. This is the ubiquitous going door to door selling magazine yep. subscriptions, yep. like they like mm-hmm. was in the movie Office Space. We've all correct Mundo. Yeah, that but, was exactly it. Yeah. yeah. So how how was that for you? It wasn't. It was a. It was an experience. Um, <laughs> I'm glad it all happened. You know, um, just the. I mean, none of it was godly. Right. Know? Well, I've always just, kind of felt like those things were kind of cultish anyway. Like it, we're gonna, they get we're gonna, weird, man. They yeah. they they tell you, um, they really hype you up. And oh, dude! So when I was in California, um, this dump truck guy, he like, he stopped doing his job to talk to me and my friend, and they were and he stopped his like you don't do that. You're a dump truck guy. You keep going. That's you're not supposed to do that. So. It was weird that this happened. He's like, hey, young man, come here. And I was like, oh, weird. All right. This is in San Francisco? This is, yeah, somewhere, yeah, Yeah. somewhere in in California. And he's like, I'm going to tell you something. (laughs) I'm like listening intently. He's like, this is going to sound weird. (laughs) This is a typical California. This has happened to me a lot in California, actually. Here's the thing, though, the... The the authenticity in his eyes, it it, it felt very, um, it didn't sound like bullshit. Right. You know? And so I was like, all right. He's like, I see auras. I was like, whoa. (laughs) 
he's like, what's your birth sign? I, and I told him. He's like, all right, that makes sense. He's like, what, what are you doing out here? And uh, this is a dump. There's a guy driving a dump truck. Dump yeah, truck. Yes. Stopped yes. you to ask what your sign was. Right. And it's all weird so far. But then he uh, was like, I see auras and yours is red. I was like, oh, all right, cool. He's like, but there's, <laughs> there's also black orbs floating around in your aura. I was like, what? All right. He's like that 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 indicates mind control and lies. I was like, whoa, huh? Because I had kind of been feeling like I've been manipulated while I was in this in this little uh, like you said, cult, the, 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 cult. Mag, the magazine society. Yeah, yeah. But it and there's no more relevance than that. That's right. just a little. Pit stop in the story. Hey, no, but just it say happened. You got, you got recruited and, and you were out in California mm-hmm. and you ran into a dump truck guy. Yeah. Maybe all that happened because you'd run into that guy. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but that, yeah. So, um, so you're selling so magazines. It, yeah. Yeah. And then eventually my friend that I was with, uh, from the same town, we both went at the same time. Right, right, right. And, uh, um, this is from back home in Omaha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Then we, we both went to California right. together. And um, he eventually got mad at the manager because uh, he had eaten, like the guy The guy told me he was trying to sell a magazine to, to was like, uh, I'm not going to buy a magazine, but, you know, I got this extra steak. Do you want some steak? And he was like, hell yeah, free steak. Let's do this. <laughs> so um, so apparently, got- the, apparently the steak was bad. Yeah. And it made... My friend Johnny, he 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 didn't like what it was doing to his stomach, so he's like, "Hey man, I need to go back to the hotel, and uh, and uh, you know, uh, get this out of my body." <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I I think I'd be pretty wary about somebody giving me a free steak in yeah. San Francisco too. Yeah, it could have been anything, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, Come so to San the, the man and, yeah get a free steak yeah it could be cat or whatever <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah um but he uh the manager didn't like what he said he's like oh don't be a wuss and fight through it and whatnot and um, <laughs> it's like he's he's dying of a, of a bacterial yeah, it, disease he, yeah he said <laughs> it feels like there's hot knives in my stomach or hot razors. In my stomach, I'm gonna be sick all day. I need to go back to the hotel. <laughs> and then, and then the manager guy, uh, you know, didn't like you yeah. know Johnny's rebuttal, and he starts yelling back at him and la 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 la. <laughs> I've been doing this for this long, and no one's ever raised their voice at me. And then Johnny was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Right. But I don't give a. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that was the end of the magazine. That was the so, end. Yeah. yeah. So we, I'm guessing I'm guessing this manager guy was just a total douche. Yeah. So he kicked him out of the van, and yeah, absolutely <laughs> was absolutely big time. Yeah. And so he kicked him out of the van. I was like, hey, look, man, if you're kicking him out, you're kicking me out. That yeah. we're we're sorry. Yeah. So I'm not gonna let you treat my boy like that and and not go you know down with him. So. So you get kicked off the magazine crew. You're kicked yeah. out of the van. Yeah. You're homeless in San Francisco. Yeah. Now. He's like, we got a plan, dude. Don't worry about it. We're going to go down to San Diego. I got right. family down there. Um, fast forward. Didn't work out. <laughs> so um, I called my dad up and, you know, he tells me, like, just 
come back here. You can stay with me. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is I, after San Diego. Or this, this is after San Diego. Okay. Yeah. This is like 2003 now. Mm-hmm. And then I, um, I'm starting to feel a little, you know, um, more secure and then I can make, you know, real plans and stuff. Um, I got a job. He bought me a car. Um, I start going back to church. Right. Um, then that didn't work out. Start, I start, um, uh, couch surfing with friends from, from, um, from the church and whatnot. Still, and this is still, here in Texas. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm back in Texas now. And this is, this is now it's eventually going to reach to this point of me being in front of the microphone. Um, and I'm still actively drinking and everything like that. And then eventually, um, I, uh, make some friends and whatnot. And I, uh, then from a friend, from a friend's girlfriend, I meet my wife, uh, my ex-wife now. Um, and that is really, um, where the drinking started really taking off. Cause, um, when we got married, there was like a lot of, um, this is going to sound really bad, but I felt in a way, uh, pressured because of just certain situations. And, but anyway, that, that has nothing to do with, uh, any of that. I could have, I could have called it off if I was, if it was really that bad, but when you say pressure, you're talking about pressure to get married. Yeah. Yeah. From just all, uh, from like family and, you know, being the oldest in the, uh, family, I didn't have kids and whatnot. Yeah. And, uh, they're like, when, when are you going to get one? When are you going to get a kid? You know, when are you going to suffer like a parent? You know, you that's know? a, that's and, a very common, that's, I mean, that's a very, very common thing. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it, I'm always against that, right? Because that's literally such an unfair thing to do to one another. And, it, you know, you always hear the joke. The old people always coming up to you. Hey, when are you going to get married? When are you going to get when yeah. are you going to be the next, right? Mm-hmm. Start doing that to them at funerals. See how that goes over. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, that's... that's. Uh... Hey, when are you going to get signed up for this kid? When are you, when are you, when are you heading home in the box? When's hey, you the bought big your plot yet? Let's go. <laughs> right, let's... <laughs> So, but you know, at the same time, I mean, you know, having kids, people act the same way. Hey, when, right. when are you going to start having a family? Aren't you? Yeah. My like, youngest you know brother was the first and then my sister and then now me. What? And I still don't have kids. Right. Um, which I'm totally fine with now. Yeah. Um, but the drinking got extremely dangerous. Uh, it really started taking off when I was married. Um, cause honestly, the last, it was the last two years of, of my drinking. I think my ex-wife and I, we're, we're, we're still friends. We right. still care for each other very much. I still want her to be, um, successful at life and happy and, right. and everything. Um, but I, I really felt like I, I was stuck. Um, I, I f- think I fell out of love with her probably through all of the, the using and whatnot. And, um, beating myself up about if, if getting married was the answer for me, you know? Um, and, uh, well, do you know why you got married? I mean, you well, said thought, a second I, ago it was pressure, but I mean, it's been a while now. Have you figured it out? Do you know why you got married? I guess to make everybody else happy. 
It's not really a good reason to get married. <laughs> no. I think no. I could probably say that for my first marriage. I'm yeah. like, I don't know why any of my parents or my first wife's parents didn't say, this is stupid. Don't do this. Yeah. I didn't have that. Yeah. There, there were, you know, some arguments in the beginning that allowed me to believe, like, uh, I need to call this off. And I just didn't because I was, I didn't want to hurt her. That's, that's really what it was. I didn't want to hurt her, her feelings. I didn't want to make her feel unwanted or unloved. So, um, so you decided to go ahead and make yourself feel that way. Yeah, I guess, you know, it just sounds bad. Um, I'm not trying to escape any irresponsibility that I had, you know, um, but that's what, that's what we do. And what, you know, I'm talking about people like you and me. I mean, yeah. I took everybody else's comfort over mine, mm-hmm. right? I, I sacrificed my own happiness and my own comfort for everybody else. Yeah. And then I drank about it. Right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That was, I was totally escaping. Um, yeah. There, I, you know, I had friends that were like, don't get married, man. Don't get married. And in the beginning, man, I'm telling you, dude, like I've never, I'd never met, anybody that cared just for my general happiness, you know, in the right. beginning, it was, it was great. We didn't have an argument for like two years. And, um, then we got married, uh, on our third year, uh, of knowing each other. And, um, see, I've been together for a while. Yeah. It ended up being for eight years altogether. Gotcha. But I, I, I'd say the last two years, I, I'm, I fell out of love with her, and she could say the same thing about me too. Like it was just, it, it wasn't. She tried really hard, you know, the, during that last part. But I, 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 like our fifth year anniversary, she did something very sweet for me, and I did not reciprocate. It was like the the five years is like the wooden year anniversary of marriage, and she, you know made me uh, like this collection of branches. I mean, it wasn't really anything. It was special because it was from her and she thought about it and that's what made it special. And I had no plans to um, reciprocate or care about it. I felt... um, why keep going if I know if, if I know I'm being fake, you know, with myself? So knowing that truth, I would just keep drinking. Just keep drinking. Don't. Do not stay conscious <laughs> through this pain. Don't. Um, and do you think had you thought about it, you would have done something nice? Or do you think maybe the drinking and everything, or or, you know maybe you're falling out of love or whatever was induced well, by that drinking. Yeah, no, it was. And I didn't want to tell her, you know, I didn't want to hurt her. And that's the funny part too. Well, it's not even funny, but it, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But I, Funny's I, a funny word. Yeah. I understood. And I laughed. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, the I, fact that we can, yeah, is good. this is true. This is true. So there were two nights though. And this is what happened at the end of the marriage. I, um, I, uh, I ended up 
doing something that I regret and she could have pressed charges but didn't and um, I'm forever grateful for that act I, I, I wouldn't be here right now there's just things uh, that, that happen in your life when you know you deserve the worst and then it, then it doesn't happen you just can't help but feel um, infinite gratitude um, like instant forgiveness Huh? Instant forgiveness? Yeah, straight up. Yeah. Um, and, you know. Um, like a speeding ticket that you didn't get caught with. Right. Yeah. Well, even even, even a lot more severe. Though. Yeah. Um, and the things that I did, I don't remember doing, like, at all. Like, right. uh, you know, the little, the airplanes in the, in the, in the, in the, or not the airplane, the the stars, like in the old 50s, like when the channel is over with, it's right, the right, Indian right. and the stars, and yeah. <laughs> right, that, the, well, the, the, the test pattern. Yeah, yeah, there you go, right, there you right, go. Right, right. Yeah. And then, like and that, then that, the high-pitched squeal and yeah, everything. Or then yeah. you'd have the, the national anthem that ended the evening. <laughs> yes, yes. That was my brain on uh, both of those occasions. I literally cannot uh, remember... Any of that. Somebody told me one time, they said something like 80% of the people on death row have no recollection of what put them there. Wow. Like 80%. Wow. All these, all these, mostly guys, right? Let's just go. Most people on death row are man, men because mm-hmm. we do the most damage in this world. Right. Um, not that there's not evil women out there, but they got to do something pretty evil to get put on death row. Yeah. Um, most of them do not even know they can't even recall mm-hmm. why they waiting on the needle in their arm mm-hmm. right so yeah you know, it sucks yeah you know and you're talking about the same thing i mean i've got periods in my life that i don't remember but you know you're you're talking about something that changed your life and your marriage mm-hmm. and yeah. you have no recollection that it happened I yeah and like i was i was honestly prepared i, I guess in a way i still am is prepared to um, I I was still conscious when I you know put the alcohol in my body, so uh, I'm responsible for all of the the actions that follow right. suit. So, um, but luckily, um, God softened her heart, and I think she knew like that wasn't that truly was not me. That I'm not that monster. Um. And you hurt somebody you loved. I did. I did. Loved as, like, a human being. I just wasn't in love with her. I, I definitely care for her and don't want to hurt her. Um, ever. Ever again. Or anybody else for that matter. And that's why. So, here's where all the good stuff comes into play then. Um, that happened. And then she kicks me out, of course. You know understood and I lived with some friends from work um, and then I noticed my drinking was becoming even more dangerous because now I had nobody to control it or get mad at me for it and then I I, I would buy you know other drugs and I think I spent like $800 in, in a weekend I know some people have done more than that but that was ridiculous that was my entire paycheck I didn't have anything to pay for you know what I mean? So, 
um, it was all drugs and, and liquor and, and, you know, fast food or whatever. Um, I had no responsibility, so I had total freedom to do whatever I wanted with my money. And then finally, when it was all gone, um, that's I'm, when the freedom ends. Well, yeah, of course. But <laughs> when I when I came to the realization that this is gonna this is gonna be the rest of my life, this is how I'm gonna behave. Um, is that one of those suicidal moments? Yeah, yeah. Um, I knew. that if I held on to this, I'm going to die. This is going to kill me. All the guilt. I'm never going to be able to do this uh, on my own. So that's when I called my aunt and uncle up. And um, that's where I'm currently staying now. But when um, about four months into living with them, um, one, okay, so... I was working somewhere and I had, uh, told a manager of mine that, Hey, look, I want, uh, Sundays and Mondays off. I want to start going to church. And I was legit too. wanted to right. start going to church. Um, or at least wanted it available, you know? Um, he was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, so the first week he honored it. And then the second week he didn't, I was off on like Wednesday and, uh, Monday Right. Or something like that. And um, I said, hey, man, uh, what about, you know, I did everything correct. I went to the system and right. uh, wrote it all in. What kind of job was this? I, I was a, a, a server. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I got gotcha. you. And, um, and then he said, uh, I was like, well, the reason I scheduled you, to the, to the effect, this isn't verbatim, but he pretty much said, um, you're not doing anything with your life. So I'm going to schedule you because I need you. I mean, I know what you're doing. So. So did you kick him in the balls at this point? No, no, But you should have, right? Mm -mm. No. Like I said, like, I'm not, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not a violent, I'm not a violent person. Like, I, like, you can come over here and punch me in the face and I bleed on the ground. Oh, man. No, it it wouldn't do anything to me. Like, I just wouldn't. I've never. That's never been in my DNA. Um. So the anomaly that happened between my ex-wife and I was just, it was very concerning. Right. So. Um, well, you knew it wasn't you. Right. Right. Well, And you know now that there's a demon that causes that. Absolutely. A hundred percent. But, um, so you know what? I, I went to work that Sunday and, um, and that really started eating at me. Um, it was projected to be very busy. It wasn't. Um, I made $20 in tips that night. And I think I was off the next day. So I was like, you know what? I deserve beer for this. Hmm. You know how that works. This is, this is in your your current living situation. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah, Where I'm now. And I don't think I, I don't think I, I was starting to not drink too. I was trying to do it on my own. Right. Like, you know, the things that, that if the, in the, uh, um, more about alcoholism. Right. I was living every single one of those things. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, like all of them. These are the things we've tried. Yeah, right? correct. Yeah. Never drinking again. Yeah, n- it, yeah. with or without Solomon. Right, yeah, right, all right. Of that. Going to health farms and sanitariums. Yeah, right. exactly. I got tired of sanitariums. Yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't <laughs> been to one yet. I haven't been to one yet. But, um, yet. Correct. Um, at that time. So, I... Um, 
I drank that one beer and I sat there and I nursed it and I was like, oh yeah, that's what I was. I didn't finish that. So I had not been drinking for like three weeks. Right. So I was like, you know what? I got a handle on You're this. You're trying to be a good boy. Yeah, I'm being a good boy. Being a good boy. Look, I ain't drinking. I got a job. Yep. Trying to stay home on Sundays or st- so I can go to church. Yeah. So no one's going to be mad at me if I'd have one beer. I haven't had one in three weeks. Fuck three, it. Three, four weeks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> so so um, I had that beer. And damn it. If I didn't want another one. All right. So I ended up working a $60 bill. Not that bad. That's with tip. Yeah. So, um, I call the Uber, and I'm like right down the street from my house. I'm like, you know what? Go to that bar. I- I've already traveled in the car in the Uber for about 20 minutes, so I had enough time to really plot this out. Right. You know. I was like, yeah, go to the bar, please. They they took me over there, and I think I had um, a shot and a beer. Downed it right there. And then I got one more and went back to my table and looked down at my beer and said, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I blacked out. Man. Yeah. And then um, I walked home and um, I don't remember. I don't even think I finished that beer. I'm pretty sure I didn't. I, I, but I'll tell you this. I, I you, mean, black, you blacked out mid-beer. Yeah, I did. But before I even took the first sip. Right. It started all catching up with me. I don't think I ate that day because I, I would do mm. that. I would not eat on purpose so I can get more fucked up. So, um, is this, is this the last drunk? Is this what this you're telling me? This is it. Oh, yeah. wow. Yep. This wow. is the last drunk. Yep. So, um, I walk home, blackout drunk, and I, uh, I go to the neighbor's house. Maybe it's maybe like two or three houses down. And, um, it looks like my aunt and uncle's house, but it's not. Right. Um, and I, I think that these people own guns. I think they're very... Well, this is Texas. Yeah, right, you right. Know, they kind of hand them out when into, you enter the into, state. Into guns. Yeah, no, correct. <laughs> but I'm here I am, zombified, drunk, shuffling through their yard. You know, I'm trying to, I don't remember any of this. I'm just imagining how I would act and sound. Um, for your entertainment. Right. So on that note, just, I pulled a firearm last night. I thought somebody was messing around out front, so it can oh, happen. Yeah. Wow. No, no, there's nothing out there, but Oh, good. Yeah. Fire, good. I didn't shoot at anything. Oh, good. Yeah, I thought God. about it. Though. But you know, anyway. so they, 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 yeah. So they could have killed me, you know, that, that could have happened. You're stumbling but, around the, the house two doors down. Yeah. 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 Not in the house, not well, in, but the, in house, the yard, but at the, at the front door. Right. And uh, Wonder why I think they recognized work. me. I think they recognized me. So they just decided <laughs> to call the cops. And the cops got there. And um, they said I complied and did everything correctly. And, oh, excuse me. I, um, but, I mean, were... but still, they could have shot me if I had done something wrong, you right. know? Like, I just kept adding up these avenues to certain death, you right. know, in, in one night. Walking home blackout drunk. Right. Off the street where the bar is is extremely busy. It's right next to a highway and a busy uh, intersection. Right. Um, And that's about maybe two miles away. So they have plenty of opportunity to get hit. So, uh, and and get shot twice. So anyway, I I barely remember being in the back of the cop car. 
And so they and took you. They did. But they looked even, at my... They looked, even they, though you were two doors down. No, right. No, they did. But they, that's where they took me because they saw my address. I just... So, so they still gave you a right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. I got lucky. Um, they, they drove me down there and knocked on the door and asked if they would take me in. And they did. My, my aunt and uncle. So I got extremely lucky. I bet yeah. they had fun with that, too. Um... I don't know. Um, they they were they were pretty broken up about it. I bet so. Yeah. So, I I, I woke up the next day probably late afternoon or or like one ish. I wasn't coming out of my room. I I was gonna stay in there all day until I heard them come home from work, eat dinner, and go to bed. I was not coming out of there. Um. I made sure that my bladder and everything was empty before they got home. So I wouldn't have to go out there while they were right. um, there. But um, they actually, you know, pulled the fast one on me and stayed out there with all the TV off, all the lights off. And uh, they were sitting on their couch waiting for me. And um, they asked me if I wanted to get help. And I said, yes. So then I went to rehab and the first, uh, the first thing I ever read out of the big book was uh, Two Wives. and um, Which was written by a man. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and um, that's when the, the, the realization of my life being completely unmanageable um, really started to click. So what made you read Two Wives first? That 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 was part of the the, the rehabs program. Ah, it was on a Wednesday. Gotcha. A guy would come in and just read the big book, and they were on. They were on that section. They were on that section. On that chapter. Yeah, and it really spoke to me, and um, I started crying right there in class. With about you know. Ten, twelve other people in there. Yeah. That no one knows my name. Right. I just showed up prior to the class starting. Um, <laughs> They're like, who's this loser? Yeah, straight <laughs> up. Yeah. Leaking all over the desk. Freaking Can't me. even handle his worksheet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but eventually I went to, um, to some counseling while I was there and whatnot. It, it, I'm telling you, it just all helped. The, 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 the obsession lifted while I was there and, um, just all the, the, the brotherhood that I got from there. Um, the counseling session, I got, I got down into the, 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 the nitty gritty of why I drank and, um, coming back full circle now is it's just, I carried that opinion of someone that hurt me about myself. And, um, I was trying to drown, um, that opinion constantly. And, um, so, but that was rehab. Yeah, right? that was rehab. Yeah. And I've known you a while now. Yeah. That was a little over a year ago. Yeah. I got out in February this year. So of 2020 and I, you know, I achieved my, my year eight, 19, 19 was, uh, my sobriety date. So eight, 19, 20 got my year. And, uh, here we are now, um, still figuring out what the program is, you know, still just, I'm really starting to realize like, um, the amount of days is kind of, 
they do matter, but they don't matter. I mean, if oh, not, as far as like how how long you've been sober, right? Yeah, right. yeah. That because I've heard stories of people falling off after like thirty years and stuff, and you 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 have to go to meetings, you have to get a sponsor, you got to work a program, and um, you have to be honest with yourself. You got to face. You got to face those demons as ugly and hurtful and, and, you know, hard as it is, they, they have to be faced or else you're just going to keep going back. Um, and I know it, the, the, the obsession dissolved. Um, I'm part of the no matter what club now, you know, I guess I'm a one chip wonder, whatever that means. I mean, I know what it means, but well, you know, there's, man, you find out, you find out. At least my experience, you find out there's people of all flavors in this program. Yeah, right? and you know, here's the deal, right? I mean, you, you say one chip wonder or whatever like that. Uh-huh. I mean, I went through the program. I say twice. I just I got to a point the first time when I went through where I was like, well, I'm not an alcoholic, at least not like that. Mm-hmm. Well, until I became one. Yeah. And went back into the program right. and then was like, man, this is exactly what kind of an alcoholic I am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though there was a lot of the gets, I was a high bottom drunk. Right. And, and, um, but there's low bottom drunks, but we're all drunks. Yeah. I mean, that really boils down yeah, to it, it. it. So if, if you have the, the symptoms of, of just read the symptom sheet. Like right. if you have any of those, you're, you're an alcoholic and that's okay. Right. Well, and, and, you know, I've run into people in the rooms that's like they've been going for 25 years mm-hmm. and they still don't get it. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I'm not knocking on them. Right. That, that horrifies me. It saddens me yeah. because it's like, you know, what is it that you're, that you're missing or you're not doing? Because mm-hmm. like you say, for me, man, it was, look, is if I, if I do these things, right then these are the promises that I get to enjoy. Correct. You know, and, and, and for me, and I'll pull it up here because it's, let me reach for it. I got it. I got a, we actually have a big book reference here right in front of us. The thing that, that I read in the big book, my sponsor told me to read the first 164. I read the whole fucking book. Oh. But um, for me, it was, I think, 425. Let me find all, find it here. Yes, this is out of uh, this is out of the the story window of opportunity. And what's funny is like you know everybody and their mother refers to you know good old four seventeen, right? Four seventeen is a big deal. No, I see. I I go over here a few pages mm-hmm. for me. But what what did it to me? It says one. This is on the bottom of page four twenty five. Uh, looking back, that may have been the first healthy decision I ever made with respect to alcohol. One different definition of a bottom is the point when the last thing you lost or the next thing you're about to lose is more important to you than booze straight up you know and i was going through a divorce and so i mean man it was kind of both things it was like you know i was going through a divorce and i was seeing somebody else and it was like i was going to lose one or the other Mm -hmm. and so that i was like if 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 i quit drinking then i could i can go one way or the other. If right. I don't quit drinking, I'm losing them both. Yeah. And that was, that was the crossroads that I was at. That was where I was with alcohol. And for me, you know, that was, I realized I, 
I woke up and I was like, all this stuff would be a lot simpler if I was sober. Right. And that's what really did it for me. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I'm not going to say I haven't had the obsession to drink since then because I have, but it, it's not like it's been overwhelming. And, and right. But I got, as we sit here today, I haven't had a drink in almost three years. Yeah. So, um, it's harder now than it was when I was at your stage. Hmm. You know, it, it, it does because you get so far away from it. Yeah. I can almost hardly remember what it was like to be drunk that last time. Right. Yeah. You know, no, I, it, I, um, you're probably still fresh on that one. I am. I yeah. am. And I actually pray that I, I, I think I'm able to remember more of the horror of, of my past for my own good. Mm-hmm. Not, not to create a, uh, a coupon, but <laughs> right, right. Um, a, a reason to keep going. Right. You know, more more wood for the fire, if you will, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you, as you see, as you see younger, you know, alcoholics, newcomers to the program. I mean, that's that's what does it for me. Mm-hmm. I I never whenever I first joined the program and they were like, oh, we love seeing newcomers come in. Yeah. I was like, Man, that sounds pretty sadistic. Well, I love seeing newcomers come in straight up. Yeah. I mean, because I don't tell they need help. Yeah. And I the, and like the that's why I don't drink anymore. Right. You know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> as, as, learned... as messed up as that sounds, like I need to see a newcomer at least right. once a month. Hopefully. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Because um, I need to be reminded that that oh it's still out there right. oh it's still the same right. thing you know all of that. Well, and you almost need to see other people fail. True. Right? Yeah. You almost then, need that. And then when I'm I'm I'm. Um, when I can see that, you right. know, and then they can see, because oh, it's weird. We, they see the desperation for us and we see a desperation for them. Right. It's at the same time. Exactly. And, um, they might see the desperation for us, but we definitely, they definitely see the desperation for them yeah. from us. Cause I can see it, you know, at some points when you got like a, a room full of people that have got, you know, whatever amount of time. And we're all nice and laughing yeah. and stuff. You know, it's kind of intimidating. Like, you guys don't drink anymore. Life should suck. Like, what's right. the point? Right. What are you guys laughing about? Right. But speaking of which, um, you know, we're sitting here. We're we're uh, we're about an hour twenty minute through the program. Mm-hmm. Um, we've reached the point. We've reached the point where yeah. you're you're sober now. Yep. You've had your last drunk. Yep. Now I know that it's only been a year, mm-hmm. but I know a lot's happened in that year. Mm-hmm. You want to come back for part four and talk about what it's like now? Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Why don't we do that? Okay. Um, let's let's cut out here. All right. Um, we'll go ahead and end this program because we I think we've got enough for uh, for people. sure. I, Johnny, I can't thank you for telling the story so far. I mean, you. Yeah. No. I've 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 been wanting to do this for a while. Yeah. Just to an any format or whatever, right. but. I'm glad it's this. Right. Well, and, and that the, the fact is, is you can point people to this. Yeah. You yeah. Know, which I, you, you had asked me before if you, if I minded, you know, sharing this by all means, this is meant to be shared. Right, this whole yeah. program is meant yeah. to be. I want, I told you early on, I said, I want 300,000 followers tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. I think we're at eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I so think I, it's those possible. Are, those are all, me. those are all people we know. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, there, but there are people listening to it and mm-hmm. the feedback is good. So, um, yeah, I, you know, when, when it comes to sharing our experience, strength and hope, mm-hmm. we talk about what it was like, 
yeah what happened and what it's like now right and we're at that point for you and your story mm-hmm. where you get to talk about what it's like now yeah I, yeah heck yeah which is an amazing thing because you know i think if anybody saw you today the last thing they're going to think about is what your life used to be like that I, you know what that's a realization for me now yeah that's good yeah i mean i wouldn't right. i would i wouldn't at all i mean like i say I understand where we come from because we all come from these, you know, odd depths and times and, yeah. and, and turmoil. But when somebody sees you now, they're not going to see the person that you the think past. that they, yeah. yeah, that you think they see, right? right. Yeah. Um, and that is, it's it's a wonderful. I I never I never would have thought that, right? Mm. So, um, but it doesn't change who you are, right? No. If, any, if anything, it makes you stronger. Absolutely, that's what way I like to see it. What we're doing is we're talking about the realities of life mm-hmm. that most people hide. Yeah. Yeah. That they don't want yeah, to talk there, there's about. No, there's no point in doing this thing if you, if you still want to mm. hide. Yeah. You got you to gotta get um, through that. Pray, pray that you get a desire to not hide. Right. You know, because um, this uh, rigorous honesty. Right. Um, is, that's really the, the desire to stop drinking. You know, I, that's what they say in the meetings is, is the only uh, – requirement for membership but the uh, number two uh rigorous honesty right well you have to bring things to light right yeah when you talk about when you talk about a higher power when you talk about god mm-hmm. when you talk about christ yeah it's all reference to light straight up you have to bring, bring things to out into light yep illuminate yep. in order for those to be dealt with mm-hmm. and once things are in the light they do they disappear or you can deal with them. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to hide. I, for me, for me, the honesty, like you say, once I had no more skeletons in the closet. Yeah, man, that was a relief. That was a that was a burden. Yeah, a monkey, huge monkey, taken off my back. Boy, that's a lot of stuff I don't have to remember anymore. Right. Yeah. Right? Straight up. Because for real. all you have or to remember. It. Yeah. All you have to do now is to remember the truth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty easy. It's easier. Yeah. It's much easier. All right. Well, I tell you what, we're going to go ahead and we're going to cut out here. I I can't thank you enough, Johnny. I'm looking forward Not to you coming back. And yeah. I think our, our listeners are too. And this is just a wonderful, wonderful program. You're helping me stay sober. Um, I know I'm helping you stay sober because yeah. we're sitting here just chugging through Dr. Pepper and ice water. And <laughs> But we're going to go outside and have a cigarette right now. So, yeah. Or vape or whatever it is. But, um, you know, we're, we, we still have we still have a few things that we like to, to partake in. Um, but this, is, this, is, this isn't about that. This no. is about staying away from alcoholism and addiction. And, absolutely um, anyway uh if you if you like us reach out to us um you'll you'll find out here in a minute how to how to uh, reach out and, and talk to us um all the information is here in the uh, podcast and on the website um and email us reach us on the web or uh, look for us on twitter we've got uh all kinds of presences out there until next time thank you johnny god bless you all god bless you all man thanks for being on the program we'll talk to you again soon bye now bye-bye That's the end of today's show. We thank you and hope you'll continue listening and supporting Over the Wall Racing to Recovery, both spiritually and financially. We really need your help financially. This show operates on a shoestring budget. I'll be honest, currently it's all financed on credit cards. If you find that this program helps you or someone you love, please consider donating financially. It will really go towards helping this program continue for the benefit of others with addiction and recovery in their lives. 
This will be a place with the focus on sharing experience, strength, and hope for others in recovery and how they can overcome the fear that's holding them back from actually living the good life that God gave them. It's been said that most people die having never really lived at all. Choose to live. Choose to love. Choose God. And choose to trust Him. Doing so constitutes the first leap over the wall necessary to get you racing toward recovery. Are you brave enough to take such a leap of faith? You never know. The life you change might just be your own. You might just win the trophy. You might just win the game. You might just win the race. And you might just make a difference in someone's life. But you never know until you go over the wall. Thank you again for listening. Over the Wall Racing to Recovery is a 3103 Media Group production. Once more, my name is Charles West, and I'm an alcoholic. Contact us, please. Email me directly, and I will answer you. Charles at 3103media.com. I'd love to hear from you. We can also be found on the web with links to all content at 3103media.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at C-H-R-L-S-W-S-T. Again, at C-H-R-L-S-W-S-T. That's where you can find me most of the time. Until next time, keep the rubber side down, hit your marks, keep it smooth, and may God's speed bring you home in one piece. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be your host. It is a tremendous honor. They call me Charles West, and I am racing to recovery. See you next time, race fans. Thanks for coming out. Bye now.